This is the Weather Channel podcast. I'm meteorologist Kate Parker. Hurricane Michael absolutely devastated the Florida Panhandle and has widespread impacts into Georgia and even up the East Coast. And one of those spots that was seemingly wiped off the map was Mexico Beach, Florida, where it literally looked as though a bomb had gone off. Homes were obliterated. Well, most homes. We're joined now by Dr. LeBron, LeBron Lackey. He owns the last home standing in Mexico Beach in Florida. What has the last week been like for you? Nerve wracking. And that's an intro I never wanted to be the last home standing in Mexico Beach. What a great town, what great people. Um, crystal clear water and beautiful sunsets and a pier that we all loved and shared. And, um, you know, if, if, if we have a story here to tell about a resilient home, I'd like to share that story with the resilient people and the resilient community that's going to come back. You just got back from there. You were driving back home. You live in Tennessee, driving from Mexico Beach, and you happened to pass through here and stopped at our weather.com studios. What was it like when you first saw the devastation in Mexico Beach? Um, well, I, I had seen aerial photos and things uh, before I got there. Um, but there is nothing like seeing it up, up close and personal. There's nothing like uh, passing I-10 and immediately hitting what looked like a war zone um, that continued through Panama City. Uh, I passed through Callaway, devastated. I passed through Tyndall, devastated. And after driving through the long forested portion of Tyndall Air Force Base, I made it to Mexico Beach, which had always been such a, uh, so much excitement during the journey when I would go. It's gotta be uh, shocking to come upon that. When you first saw your home and what the neighborhood looked like around it, were you relieved or was it still just a rock in the bottom of your stomach? Um, at that point, I pretty much had tears in my eyes. Because you were happy to Tears see for the community. Or? And, uh, um, you know, the tears of joy, you can build a home that stays. But you don't ever want to say goodbye to the town. So, it's a resilient people. They're going to come back. And uh, I'm proud that our home stayed. I'm proud for so many coastal communities um, uh, that can hopefully look to the successes of what our architecture uh, found um, and um, replicate those successes. I have, but by no means should anyone ever consider building a house that they consider hurricane proof. I wasn't in that house and I wouldn't want to be in that house even though it just passed by a near cat category five hurricane. When, when you get the warnings, it's time to go, it's time to go and let that house stand. And we want, we're gonna dive deep into this architecture because that is what is so riveting about your story. When you, but when you first arrived, did you have neighbors around you that had stayed for the storm that you talked to? Um, no, I, I did not have, uh, I've not made personal contact. We have, uh, we have friends that um, were from further down uh, the beach toward Port St. Joe and actually in St. Joe Beach, 
um, and uh, we helped we helped them, and um, and it, they they've lost everything. We recovered what we could, um, and it and it, you know, that's that's pretty powerful. That'll affect you. That'll change you. That'll change how you feel about things. It it'll make you want to go home and hug your family. Were there people there helping by the time that you got there? Well, or was it a you know a deserted? Uh, it was the people there. All the people that were there, um, you know, I would say that ninety percent of the population that I saw were either first responders or news crews. Um, the the and and the and when, and when I speak of first responders, there are still, you know, the dogs on site, uh, or at least they were there this morning. Um, we're we're still looking for people who stayed. And. Um, I, I, I appreciate the heroes that are first responders for, for doing what they do. On a personal note, my dad is one of those first responders, mm -hmm. and he called me on the satellite phone because there, are not, there wasn't any cell signal no. when they were first getting in there, and just called me and said, this is maybe the worst thing I've ever seen. And the last time that he called me on a satellite phone was Hurricane Katrina. Wow. So, even from the perspective of those first responders, they, they see what you guys have gone through, I think. So, your home was left standing, which is just remarkable given the circumstances. But did you know it was going to stand? Did you watch the storm and say, I know we're going to make it through? No. Um, uh, you know, this is, an, this is a new build, and um, we broke ground January of 2017, and we received our certificate of occupancy in April of this year. Uh, so it, it, was, it was a new build, and the decisions, the construction decisions of do we beef this up uh, on, on any particular item were still very fresh on my mind. And um, we had a camera, and I was able to watch as the eye wall approached and as the eye wall was upon us and I had cell signal to that camera and it was on a battery backup and I pretty much watched the whole thing. Um, at times I was too anxious and I passed my phone to a co-worker uh, and um, occasionally she would have some exclamation that uh, would just about unnerve me to hear. Um, and, but no, I did not. Uh, we, we built a beefed up house, make no mistake about it. We, every speck of that house every, from, the, from, the, from below the sand to the top of the roof, we uh, studied from the concept of making it hurricane proof. And, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean to the building code standards because the building code rating for no. that part of the panhandle is no. you know, around 135 for maximum sustained winds. Right. And what did you build to? 250 miles per hour for wind. Um, and I was hoping it was enough. I mean, I, I know what the, what the storm was rated, but you know, you have to have some allowance for construction. And uh, so yes, we built to 250, our, our walls were specified to, to 250 miles per hour based on the amount of concrete and rebar. And um, the roof, you know, really wouldn't have a rating that I would think you could put to it, but we'd just done everything you could, everything that was reasonable to do 
from the design of the shape of the roof to avoid an airplane wing effect to um, sealing the soffit and, and um, not ventilating the soffit so that air can't get under the edge. Uh, we minimized the footprint of the eave um, and, um, and that prevented wind from catching under the roof in a way that it could lift it. We put in hurricane windows uh, by uh, Custom Window Solutions, a hurricane window manufacturer, and the windows were um, rated for a four-pound projectile to impact at 140 miles per hour. Uh, and that did happen. Um, in two of our windows, we took debris impacts, uh, uh, actually three of them, took debris impacts, the outer layers shattered, but the inner layers held, and since the inner layers held, no wind came into the house and we did not suffer a chimney effect that could lift the roof. It's just incredible. The, all those measures that you went through, what inspired that decision to say, hey, I'm, I'm going to build to the absolute maximum that I can? I think the inspiration is, is family. Uh, the, the inspiration is, is generations. Um, and so this was, the house is owned by a partnership between my uncle and I and we intended to build something that lasted through generations in, uh, in an environment that could be very adverse. Um, and uh, ironically, neither my uncle nor I have ever built uh, a home. All of the homes that we've personally ever owned, we had purchased um, as completed homes. So uh, as new builders, we, uh, we, we may have gone above and beyond what would have been expected of conventional construction and conventional code requirements, but it didn't go above and beyond our comfort level. And, um, and I would say that that's one of the first things you need to do is decide, am I going to build a hurricane-proof house? And then every time some piece or component of that dwelling is addressed, address it from the standpoint of function and aesthetics. I won't say we had the prettiest house on the beach. I won't. I wouldn't. Uh, from an aesthetic standpoint. Um, there were sacrifices made in some aesthetics to the contour um, that were done, that um, were done with the intent of having a functional, hurricane-resistant home. And people might be listening right now and say, well, yeah, that's all fine and dandy if you can afford it. I mean, what are we talking about cost-wise to make such drastic improvements to a home to make it rated to 250 miles an hour? Uh, it's, surprisingly, it's, surprised, it's surprisingly within range. And um, it is, we would estimate 15 to 20 percent more than, That's it, 15 than to conventional 20%. construction. The changes that we made would put us in the range of 15 to 20 percent more than conventional construction. For example, we, uh, you know, to address surge, um, and, and, and movement of pilings in the presence of significant surge. Um, the, the, the pilings were, you know, specified as 30, 30 foot long pilings. Um, and we just inquired, how much are 40 foot long pilings? And it actually wasn't that much more. And once the equipment's been located and once you've shipped that many pilings, it really wasn't that much more costly to put them in the, in the ground. And as a result, we have 40-foot pilings that took the surge and then some, um, and and it's those sorts of of judgment calls and decisions that are made 
Um, there are different levels of rebar you could put inside the concrete, and we opted at the 250 mile per hour range. We didn't go to 280. That's an option. Um, and so um, it's, it simply is making those choices at each step along the way um, and paying attention. And what did your architect think? Was your architect like, you guys are crazy. This is really excessive. This isn't the code in this area. Not really. We said this is what we want. And, uh, and, that's, and there wasn't, we, we consistently addressed it with every professional with the intent of hurricane proof. So you planned for this. You said, I want this to last for generations. When you think about generations, do you think that this storm was normal, per se? Was this something that you look at the damage and you say, yeah, there are no outside influences here? Or do you look at it and say, you know what? There might be something to this climate change thing. That is interesting. Um, and um, I hate it that my uncle's not here for us to have a wonderful discussion about climate change. Um, and um, my personal feeling regarding climate change uh, is we thought out of a ice age some thousands of years ago and we weren't running cars then. Climate change is real. We didn't start it. We're probably accelerating it. I think there's good evidence that we're probably accelerating it. Do we have a clearly defined geopolitical solution to stop it? And uh, I, do see con I do see an opportunity for consensus regardless of political spectrum, if we can take political spectrum and put it aside, that belongs on a different table. We need rational minds to sit together, just like my, my uncle, who's a Democrat, and me, a Republican, and we need rational minds to sit together and address a simple problem. Is there a geopolitical solution? And let's, let's get after it if there is. If there isn't, let's build houses that can survive what we're about to go through. If we were about to plunge into an ice age, We'll be talking about a different level of construction, but we're humans. We're built to survive. So you're a doctor, clearly well-versed in science, and you know there are actually more research papers on climate change than ever were on smoking um, and adverse effects. And a lot of those, there's still some questions about hurricanes, but a lot of them do point to perhaps less frequent but stronger hurricanes that have more rain in them. Is that something that would make you nervous in the future about the potential of your home and that area having to go through something like this again? Oh, absolutely. We're, Russell and I are already talking about things that we're going to modify just a little bit based on what we currently experienced. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're now addressing the idea of the modifications that we're going to make for the next one. What would you say about the building codes? Because in Miami-Dade County, you have a much stricter building code, and that was really started in 1994, two years after Hurricane Andrew hit, that those uh, more strict building codes went into place. And the state has, since 2002, building codes mm -hmm. that are fairly strict, but they're different for North Florida. They're based on you know, storms of record, mm -hmm. and that part of the panhandle in human record mm -hmm. hadn't had a storm that strong. So the mm -hmm. building codes were weaker. Mm -hmm. Do you think that we're going to see change come out of this, that people are going to look at the home that you built and say, okay, maybe we need some stricter building codes? 
Uh, I think there. Are, I think that we need to address some some uh, changes um, uh, in building codes. Um, there are some things that need to that, that need to happen with the building codes. Um, there are things that this house had as as structural successes, um, and I would hope that those could be replicated for other dwellings. I would love for for all of the homes in Mexico Beach to have survived like ours did, um, and and um, and then our conversations now are entirely different. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, is, are, are these storms, this is amazing, this storm's phenomenal. You'd ask, is, 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 this is the first hurricane I've been through. Uh, I spent time there with uh, first responders, I spent time there with uh, the media, and um, for, to a person, every one of them said this is unlike anything I've ever seen. Is it the new norm? Uh, very possibly. I, that, that, the data will prove that out. I don't, I don't need to prove that out, and I've just lived through the one hurricane myself. I can tell you as a homeowner, I'm planning for the next one. I'm, I'm, we're already talking about things and adjustments that we're going to make to that house to help it survive the next one. What about Mexico Beach? What is the future of Mexico Beach? Well, the future of Mexico Beach, I believe, is very bright. Because Mexico Beach came together because of pleasant people wanting to have a nice time, watch beautiful sunset, and crystal clear water, and a pier that belonged to the community, and we all spent time together. Um, and it is a bright future. It will take a while. We need infrastructure right now. Uh, on, on this day, we need power. We need water. Uh, roads have significantly improved. Uh, I can I can bring that news. They are, they tore down roads and washouts are being you know, with temporary patches are more navigable now. Um, debris being cleared from the roads and, uh, and things are doing better. And we need to be able to build back something that will survive and, and, and take a pretty hard hit. It may not come right down, our, right down our zip code the next time, but it may not be that far over. And if we look at this storm, the destruction I saw was from Panama City all the way to Mexico Beach. And we went to Port St. Joe to get ice. And it was in Port St. Joe. And as I understand, it went past that to, to East Point and Apalachicola. The swath of destruction doesn't mean that we have to be in the eye wall like our house was to, to experience the need to have a house built to last, built with stronger codes, built with the kind of construction in mind that it's going to survive. You know, we're at, we're at 155, 100, you can correct me. 153 uh, miles. With uh, wind gusts that were higher, yeah. It was phenomenal to watch 150 mile per hour winds on a security camera pass by your house. And, you know, you don't know how close you're going to be to that eye wall. You have to prepare for that. And if you could leave anybody with a, you know, lasting impression from this storm, would it be to get out, don't stay? Oh, 100%. Get out. This, our home stood. Um, and there is no way I would stay. You're not a hero to stay. The heroes are the guys who come in afterwards. You're not a hero to stay. Listen, listen, listen to the media. And when, when, when they issue the warnings and it's time to get out, it's time to get out. Thank you so much for 
we know how tired you are and you're making this drive back home and I know you're dying to go home and see your family so thank you for stopping by and helping just get the message out about perhaps stronger building codes and everything that you did with your family we really appreciate it thank you